From time to time, we have all been apathetic about something, meaning we simply feel indifferent to what is going on around us. If left unaddressed, apathy can lead to significant consequences in our lives. But sometimes we are even informed of those consequences, and yet we do nothing. This is exactly how we are addressing climate change and living sustainably. We are simply apathetic for a number of different reasons. Despite steady warnings from scientists regarding climate change, we are doing a sum total of nothing. Some believe this is because of optimism bias. So if you want to hear about apathy, optimism bias, and learn about fossil of the day and how to defeat this attitude, then stay tuned for episode 81. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode 81, which is called Apathy, Optimism Bias, and Fossil of the Day. But before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone that if you would like to contact me with questions, comments, or even suggestions regarding content, feel free to contact me at Adventures in Sustainable Living at gmail.com. Again, that is adventures in sustainable living at gmail.com. So that being said, let's get right down to today to today's topic about apathy, optimism bias, and fossil of the day. Have you ever noticed how people love to make excuses? I am sure at some point in time we've all had a co-worker that was constantly late and they always seem to have the perfect excuse. And additionally, I'm sure that we've all known someone that was unemployed that sits around for months and they always seem to have an excuse for making zero effort to find gainful employment. You know, people make excuses for a variety of reasons. You know, people make excuses for lots of things, such as not losing weight or not exercising regularly, not eating better, not making sustainable choices. We commonly hear things such as, I'm not ready, or I don't believe I can do it, or I will start tomorrow. I'm not motivated. I don't have the right education. But as far as living a more sustainable life, People often say something to the effect of, it's just too expensive. Or I want to do more for the environment, but my individual effort won't actually make a difference. Or perhaps you hear, it doesn't fit into my lifestyle. I don't know where to start. I am for reducing pollution, but I'm too busy to walk or ride my bike to work. Or I would stop eating beef, but it just tastes so good. 
And you know, I often hear a constant string of excuses for not living sustainably. When most climate scientists agree that we have about 12 years left before our climate actually reaches that tipping point of no return. But despite knowing the facts and even the urgency of the situation, why is it that we do not take action and do everything within our power to prevent this situation from worsening? Well, I do believe that the underlying reason simply has to do with apathy. And the reason that we exist in such a state of apathy is that I think most of us still view climate change as sort of a, dis a distant threat, both temporally, geographically, and socially. And this is why we continue to not act. We truly believe that the, these implications of climate change are so far in the future that it will not affect us. And truly, some parts of the world where climate change is taking a serious toll are so far away from us, we see no reason to be concerned. And furthermore, we have this kind of social distance from climate change because we think it will never affect someone like us. Scientists and psychologists refer to this attitude as optimism bias. Just similarly, we assume that we are the ones that will never be involved in a bad car accident, we will never get divorced, we will never get cancer, and we will never be the unlucky person to be impacted by a natural disaster caused by climate change. So the bottom line here is that we temporally, geographically, and socially distance ourselves from climate change, which accounts to some degree for our apathy. But there's also this alternative explanation for our collective apathy, and it is called the free rider effect. And the theory behind this is that the larger the group of people, the less overall effort an individual will put toward a common cause because they see themselves as being dispensable. And the problem with this is that people begin to believe that their personal actions will not make a difference and they become apathetic. Now, I actually talked about this just a little bit in my episode on performative environmentalism. I discussed how big industry and big oil are to blame for many of the environmental changes. And in fact, just 20 of them are responsible for 35% of global emissions. So the impact that we have as individuals is really almost nothing compared to the impact that industry has. And for example, one household going car-free or flight-free or even going vegan may save four tons of emissions per year, but the world actually needs to slash tens of billions of tons annually. And this type of change, of course, requires government investment and strong regulation. Now, you may find this a very strong reason for being discouraged because you think that one individual does not make a difference, but the true power really comes in our collective action. 
Individuals acting collectively will shift mores and norms, will change consumer culture, will curb emissions, and make drastic political change much more likely. If only 1% of us takes action, then that could actually result in changing our culture. And this is where the true power lies, which is in collective action. But because I said that individual action has little impact, you absolutely cannot throw up your hands and say, what difference does it make then? Because that at best is a fragile excuse for not doing your part. Furthermore, you run the risk of promoting dangerously misleading ideas to all of the people around you. And by doing so, you are being apathetic and you are underestimating the power of the collective. But that said, I will be the first to admit that I too get discouraged. Because just the other day, I was participating in a potluck luncheon at work And out of 30 people, I was the only one that had a plate and utensils that were not disposable. Everyone else was using paper plates, plastic cups, and plastic utensils. But you know, I just smile and I say, hey, I'm using my camping utensils, so I don't have to use these things that are disposable. And along the same lines, someone actually asked me the other day, why I carried a cloth towel in my pocket all the time. I simply explained that because of what I do, I wash my hands 30 to 40 times a day, and doing this keeps me from using 40 towels a day because sooner or later, our planet is not going to have any trees. But you know folks, this is what you have to do. You have to make a statement. You have to be the example and you have to make people think. Another common excuse that people give is that climate change is such an enormous problem that it must be tackled by government and big corporations in order to prevent global warming. And furthermore, it is not just within our individual power to solve climate change. So on one hand, I would absolutely agree that this is a valid statement. One individual cannot tackle climate change. It has to be a collective effort involving the entire global community. However, you also have to understand that our strong consumeristic society is one of the main barriers that prevents this very thing from happening. But simply using the fact that one individual lacks the power to make substantial difference is, in my opinion, a lame excuse for not making sustainable choices. Because if you just go back and listen to episode 18, Choices Make Changes, you will see that our consumer choices are, in fact, the primary driver of the marketplace. And this can easily be seen in the supermarket these days, Because more and more people are wanting alternatives. They are wanting sustainable choices, something other than beef. And consequently, you can now quite easily find these products in the meat section of the supermarket. 
But just a few years ago, these types of products were essentially non-existent or you could only find them in expensive specialty markets. What you have to realize here, folks, what you really truly have to realize is that we can no longer afford to languish in our apathy because this planet will likely be destroyed if we waste our time sitting back and waiting for policy changes. This sort of political atmosphere should actually not discourage us, but galvanize our resolve to do something. Because after all, it only took one teenager to get the attention of the entire global community regarding climate action. The other thing that you have to realize and you have to accept is that we are in a crisis of our own making. You would think that this would be enough to get our attention, but instead, so many people still have this attitude that changing their own behavior doesn't matter anyway. Yet, according to the United Nations Climate Report, the last eight years were the warmest in history. And we are actually on track to go beyond the climate tipping point by the year 2040. Ocean warming and acidification is directly responsible for an alarming rate of species loss. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which floats between Hawaii and California, is now three times the size of France and is estimated to weigh 80,000 tons. And the third thing that you really truly have to accept is that all of this is the result of decades of environmental indifference. And furthermore, scientists have been investigating, discussing, and warning about climate change for 125 years, and we have done essentially nothing that truly matters. We literally have to break this paralyzing inertia that grips our culture. We can no longer have this defeatist attitude that, well, we're all going to die anyway, so I'm going out for a burger. And the fourth thing that you have to understand and come to grips with is that no matter what we do at this point, we are going to have to make some sacrifices. But that is not a thing that anyone wants to hear about. And in fact, whenever any sort of forward-thinking politician puts a new climate or environmental regulation in effect that may actually have a long-term benefit, their ratings immediately go down because it is going to cost us something. But in my opinion, this is just another display of our short-sighted, apathetic attitude. So take, for example, what happened with our lives during the recent COVID-19 pandemic. Changes were forced upon us and our lives were turned upside down in a matter of weeks. We were forced to make sudden changes in our lives and we had absolutely no choice. The very same type of thing is going to happen to all of us if we do not start living sustainably. Yet, most of us continue to be apathetic. But in order to understand our apathetic behavior, you have to at least understand a few things about 
human psychology. Because climate change, it's actually this kind of disaster that our minds are simply not equipped to deal with. Because it seems far away, it's in the future. Most likely it's going to happen to other people. And our optimism bias is taking over because on a personal level, we somehow believe this could not possibly happen to us. But at the same time, I have also said before that I am almost embarrassed to admit that I first started hearing about climate change when I was a teenager. I thought to myself that it was something interesting, and but I also thought that surely I will never see the result of that in my lifetime. So there you go. I am also guilty of optimism bias that I would like to think I am over at this point. But I also think that we have this tendency to turn a blind eye to things because of what I refer to as distance phenomenon. So, for example, it is so easy for all of us to be angry when a crime has an obvious victim. So some guy walks into a mall and shoots several people and is immediately caught by the police. This type of crime has visible victims and a very visible villain. But when fossil fuel emissions all go into the same global atmosphere, it's nearly impossible to view all of humanity as a victim because we do not see the immediate harm that has been done. And to some degree, we have to look at the science and maybe even trust the government. And I know this is difficult, especially when most polls these days reveal that two-thirds of the population has truly lost their faith in the government. Yet over the last couple of years, we have all witnessed the devastating effects of climate change. Extreme heat, increased frequency of hurricanes, polar temperatures 70 degrees above normal, the collapse of polar ice shelves, worsening forest fires, devastating floods that haven't occurred in over a thousand years. And this should be enough to convince us that the science is valid. So at this point in this episode, I think it's a good time to sort of diverge a little bit and introduce this topic of fossil of the day. But I'm going to circle around this topic and get right back to this episode because it really truly is an important uh, thought process here and something to think about. But this somewhat satirical award serves a really good function because the fossil of the day award is a little bit like public shaming. Now, perhaps some of you think that shaming is somewhat of an outdated mode of achieving results, but there are times when public shaming has actually been very, very successful. So where shaming can be successful is when it actually encourages adherence to beneficial social norms. So it can be a good way to prevent bad or inappropriate behavior, but it can also be used to bring about some positive changes. So for example, a grade school kid who posts pictures on a blog about their abysmal school lunches, which causes the local council to step in. Or someone finds serious security problems in the software that a company uses and they will not correct it, 
so they go public, which of course garners enough attention to make them do something about it. But this is very, very similar to the Fossil Award. It is actually a dishonorable award, so to speak, given to countries deemed unwilling to take climate action during the United Nations Climate Change Conference. This award is chosen by the Climate Action Network, which is a global network of non-governmental organizations that are engaged in environmental conservation efforts. It is a public shaming of sorts, except on an international level. So if you happen to get Fossil of the Year Award five years in a row, then you are given the Colossal Fossil Award, which was recently awarded to Canada. The country of Japan has been moving forward with the construction of more coal-fired power plants, while other countries such as Canada, France, Germany, the Netherlands, Austria, and Finland are on track to completely phase out the use of coal. So the term fossil in this award simply refers to the burning of fossil fuels, which of course contributes to global warming. And the purpose of this satirical award is to bring the view of citizens to the forefront and the aim of course is to pressure each country's government to move in a more positive direction for climate change negotiations. Major coal exporters such as Canada and Australia and oil producing countries such as Russia and Saudi Arabia are frequent winners of this award. But on a personal level, I think it would actually be really nice to have such an activity in local communities as well. It would quickly bring environmental issues to the forefront. Because if more of us realize the predicament that we are in, perhaps we would be motivated to change. Because the simple truth that all of the sweeping changes that need to be made will be dependent on changing how all of us live day to day. I do know and accept the fact that it is so easy to lose motivation when you think that others are simply not pulling their weight. But we must persist in getting people to cut down on the things that they enjoy simply for the sake of climate change. We can no longer make excuses. Most studies reveal that about 75% of people are worried about climate change, yet less than a third of them would be willing to pay higher taxes in order to make something happen. I realize this is a really big goal and it is asking a lot, but just bear with me for a moment. Just take a moment and think about how is it that you go about achieving a really big goal? Well, in order to accomplish a big goal, it is one step at a time, of course, and it often involves some sort of a sacrifice. So for example, if achieving an advanced degree is something important to you, that will be accomplished by going back to school, maybe moving to another location, giving up your current job for a different one that's better suited to your goals. It may start with night school and then go to daytime classes. It may take years of effort to accomplish what you want. 
But all the while you keep your eyes on your goal, you focus on the future, keeping in mind the end result. And all the while that end result may seem so far away and impossible to you, but you keep at it because the end result justifies the means. And as the famous Nelson Mandela once said, it seems impossible until it is done. So the same concept really holds true for our action on climate change. It is so easy for all of us to fall into what's called current moment bias. And this is where we have a difficult time imagining ourselves in the future and thus altering our expectations and behaviors accordingly. And this is one of the reasons that people seek instant gratification first and short-term discomfort later. But what you truly have to realize is that our own psychological deficiencies when considering environmental consequences will truly result in ultimate devastation. But I did address this issue to a great degree in episode 75, Can We Change Human Instincts? So I think this is a really good time to just take a couple of minutes and sum up some of the things that I have discussed here. First of all, you know, most people are good at making excuses about lots of things, especially when it comes to sustainable living. The reason we are not doing everything within our power to avert a climate disaster is because of our apathy. We are apathetic because we distance ourselves temporally, geographically, and socially. Furthermore, our judgment is often clouded because of our optimism bias. We just assume that we are never going to be the unlucky person to get involved in a car accident, to get divorced, to get cancer, or be impacted significantly due to climate change. When it comes to big issues, such as climate change, most of us feel helpless to do anything. We feel dispensable and that our individual action means nothing. However, this is a lame excuse because we forget about the power of the collective. You have to accept the fact that we are in a crisis of our own making and this is the result of decades of environmental indifference. And in order to correct this, we are all going to have to make some sort of sacrifice. But in my opinion, it is far better choice. It is a far better choice to slowly make simple changes in our lives as opposed to having things forced upon us as is what happened with the pandemic. Another point is that we can no longer look at climate change as a victimless crime. It is easy to look at a robbery and say that is the villain and this is the victim, but we are all the villains when it comes to our own environment if we do not take action. I truly feel that we can no longer make lame excuses and sit back and do nothing. As one of my former employers said to me years ago, you had better decide what you want for your future before someone decides it for you. 
And I do realize, I truly realize that all of the changes and the things that we see going on in our world is enough to make even the most sane-minded person feel some sense of insecurity. But what you must realize is that the future has still not been decided. It is undeniable at this point that climate change is happening and it will affect all of us. Even NASA made a statement that climate change is happening now will continue to happen in the years to come and is irreversible in the time frame of people alive today. But that cannot be used as an excuse to do nothing. We must take individual action and that action must be scaled up into the power of the collective. So my best suggestion is to stop making excuses. Reduce your meat and dairy consumption sooner than later. Stop driving your car or taking an Uber for short trips. Ride your bike instead. Not only that, talk to other people about this. Get your mother involved, your sister, your brother, your friends, your grandparents, your neighbors. Because without them, we are never going to turn this collective apathy into collective power for positive change. And in fact, your challenge for this week is to find ways in your own life where you are apathetic and then make a commitment to change that. Find ways where your optimism bias has crept into your life and fix it. Because if you don't, before you know it, you may actually be the one getting that prestigious Fossil of the Day award. So as I'm closing out this episode, folks, I would like to ask you that if you enjoy the content that I produce, then please take the time to leave me with a review and subscribe to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast, as well as my companion blog, Off-Grid Living News. And also, if you have questions, comments, or even suggestions about content, then please feel free to contact me at adventuresinsustainableliving at gmail.com. Now, I would like to conclude this episode with a quote from Elon Musk. We are running the most dangerous experiment in history right now, which is to see how much carbon dioxide the atmosphere can handle before there is an environmental catastrophe. So just remember, folks, that we are truly in a crisis of our own making, and the future has not yet been decided. This is your host, Patrick, signing off until next week. Always remember to live sustainably, because this is how we build a better future.